Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and all the rest of you scholarly wrestling fans. Uh, I'm sure all of you are the most intelligent and uh, well-informed wrestling fans in the world. After all, you're on the internet. How could you not be? Could you tell? This is I'm, getting, I'm taking a turn here. It's not. I'm not saying mean things, but they're, they're like backhanded compliments. You know, it's they're, a new very twist. backhanded. It's a new twist. Yeah, yeah. It is Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat FM 99's first and only WWE wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood alongside Dave Sugar Teats Taylor. What's going on, everybody? And we are here to bring you ESPR. And uh, we'll start off by getting the business out of the way. You can find us everywhere, like FM99.com, right under the media tab. Just click ESPR. It takes you to our most recent episode. Plus, uh, links you to our SoundCloud. And speaking of SoundCloud, you can find us on most of your major podcast apps, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, all sorts of stuff. Just search ESPR. Um, we're looking at what we have to do to get it on Spotify. Uh, I was talking to some of the, the web people about that the other day, so we'll see if we can make that happen here in the near future because that seems to be what a lot of people are using these days. So we're going to see about getting on there. Um, and, uh, of course, if you want to get in contact with us, there's lots of ways to do that. Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99 or email us ESPR at FM99.com. And, yes, we do have more mail this week. Yes, we at, do. At some point, Dave, Dave's going to have to work on getting new music for that. And uh, that's all because of you guys. So thanks for giving Dave more music. Uh, more music. More, mo- more, more work. work. Yeah. It's been a long week already. We'll handle that. It's oh, the heat getting to you. It really is. And the humidity. I hate the humidity, Dave. I hate it so much. I hate it almost as much as I hate the person from our first news story, which we will get to right now in the news. That's right. Our first news story brought me so much joy when I read the headline. Uh, WWE has released Big Cass. Now, here's the thing. On on the on the one side, I don't want to be a jerk. I, really, I do feel bad for somebody losing their job for... for Seemingly not much of a huge reason. I mean, the guy wasn't on anything, you know, any kind of, didn't have a drug problem we know about. He wasn't arrested for anything. He just apparently, from what I could tell, had developed some, uh, a bad reputation backstage. Um, apparently, remember back when he did the short guy thing? Yeah. Uh, which was his whole shtick. But uh, he brought out the, the, the little person with uh, Daniel Bryan. He was yeah, mocking him yeah. and everything. Apparently, he went off script there at some point. And got himself into a little bit of trouble, and he was very unapologetic for it, and he just continued to get himself a bad reputation backstage, and uh, yeah, so. Well, you know, it's weird, because his match Sunday was, since he's come back from injury, was his best match. That's his best singles match, period. It doesn't matter before or after the injury. That's his best singles match he's ever had. Now, according to Sports Illustrated Mm -hmm. via Yahoo, says multiple sources told Sports Illustrated that Cass was drinking the majority of the European tour. Uh, attitude is that's because didn't he get like sent home or maybe not sent home? But he, he got um, taken yeah, off. He did the injury thing. Maybe had attitude issues when drunk, being intoxicated in public is one of the online reasons that the WWE office was down on. Maybe cast. it is. I didn't see that when I saw the reports of him getting a bad reputation for being, you know, just so, a dick backstage. Well, <laughs> and, and I knew there was issues when he did that the Daniel Bryan angle with with the, the little person that like he went over somebody's head or he asked somebody because he wanted something else with with the segment and yeah that that didn't help and no and you know what's funny is they'll tell you things like the thing I think it was Steve Austin who says you got to take chances and uh, not just do paint by the numbers what they give you you got to take a chance to to really get noticed and I mean maybe maybe that's what he was going for but you know they tell you anybody who's told will tell you this um if you're going to go off script and you're going to take a chance you better hope you hit a home run. Yeah. And to me, any segment involving a little person is not the time to take that chance because those segments are pretty much doomed from the beginning anyway because people do not take them seriously. 
So that may not have been the place to be taking chances. And, and it's amazing because, you know, he was he's a big guy, so Vince automatically likes him. You yeah. know, he was the runner up if he won the greatest Royal Rumble. Right. When he came back from that. Um he, yeah, but you know what? He was a big guy with absolutely no body. No. He was like a he was like a tall, greasy gumby, is kind of what he looked like. And he just I mean, don't get like you said, Sunday well, the last this last Sunday was his best match yeah. to date. I mean, so I don't know if that was just Daniel Bryan really pulling everything he could out of him, or if they really just clicked and, and cast had a good night, or you know what? It, I don't know what it was. It, it was great storytelling. It was a good match, and uh, you know, probably that a lot of that credit probably does go to Daniel Bryan. Don't worry about it. He'll be Impact Champion in a week. It's fine. Uh, yeah, more likely him probably have a <laughs> reunion with Enzo. As far as I know, they hate each other. Yeah. Now, and, um, uh, I, I don't think they've spoken since. Um, I think Enzo said they haven't spoken since he got released, um, because. He had some kind of big beef with him about something that yeah. went on or whatever. He was taking shots at him on Twitter the other day after he got released. Who would have thought out of um, with the original you know, cast, Carmella and Enzo, that Carmella is around and she's the WWE champion? I never would have guessed that. <laughs> I, if you, no, I never would have to, guessed that. To me, that. she's more of a character than a wrestler, but it's That's it's very it's true. But uh, you know what? Cash could have stood to be more of a character than a wrestler because <laughs> he was neither very well. Uh, no, Enzo was a character. Yeah, that's why he was hanging around as long as he was. He only got gone because of some stupid decisions on his part in his personal yeah. life and dumb crap that he did, or at least failed to tell them about. Um, but yeah, so Cass is gone, and I like that he wasn't even future endeavored. Yeah, he was just yeah, we released him. <laughs> wow, that's that's rough. Like <laughs> again, if he'd done something illegal or something, then I could see them posting this. But you just got rid of the guy, and it's you're not. We're not even going to wish him well in his future endeavors. No, no, he's just gone. Yeah, oh, all right. Well, crap. Uh, I keep waiting for the Kurt Angle line of, I hear Turing TNA is hiring. <laughs> you know, something like that, just because that was the best line Kurt's delivered since he's been back. Sure, in a month or two or whatever, how many days he has to sit it out. Uh, yeah, I guess it just depends. If it's a normal 90-day no-compete clause, then, you know, three months. But uh, we'll see how long that lasts or if he somehow – if he somehow – it says they came to terms on the release. Yeah. So um, – You might have to sit out 90 days. You might have to sit out 90 days. Longer, Maybe they knows. agreed to let him go – let him do his own thing a little earlier. I got to be honest, from WWE, I probably don't care because I don't see him stealing a lot of my my viewers. You know? Yeah. Let, let the guy go make his money. Yeah. Because we don't want nothing to do with him. Um, so we'll move on to that from that one, which uh, caused me to do a happy dance, to this one, which was very sad for everybody. I haven't seen one person so far that – has not echoed these kind of sentiments. Uh, Leon White, better known as Big Van Vader, passed away at the age of 63 on Monday. Uh, he had some health complications related to pneumonia. Um, we knew a while back that he had been, uh, I think he, he had, they said he had heart failure, congestive heart failure, right? Yeah. he had, gave he, him two years to live. Yep. He announced he had about two years. And then he, he got some surgery and he was doing, supposedly he was doing really well. But, I mean, you know, don't play around with pneumonia. It's really it's not something to, to take lightly, especially if you're dealing with those kind of issues to begin with. And, unfortunately, um, Big Vader did not uh, did not make it. So uh, we, we lost a, a, a legend in the wrestling business and one of the, most be- the best big men ever in wrestling. Yes. He was fantastic. He was one of those guys that made he, – he, he was one of the first ones you saw that could make you believe he wasn't of slow lumbering just – you know, monster. He he could fly. He could do all sorts of stuff. When when did because I I what's your memories of, of Vader? Because I know I'm gonna probably predate minor, that a few yeah, years. Yeah, I was gonna but. say minor. Gonna I mean the most memories I have of Vader are gonna be early mid '90s uh, WCW sort of stuff. You know when he was wrestling Sting. Yeah. Um. Which and it's funny Vader credited Sting with uh being the guy who really made sure he made it here in the states 
because you know Vader had been working in Japan and stuff to that point, and so he comes over here and he's working that Japan style, and it's not really clicking. And so he, he, he said uh, people didn't want to work with him because he worked too stiff. Oh, he was and brutal. Yeah. What's funny is everything we saw was dialed back. <laughs> the um, and he, I remember, I think I remember him telling a story about how he was in the ring with Sting one night, and he thinks already he's holding back, and Sting says to him, "Jesus Christ, stop! You're gonna kill me." <laughs> so Sting kind of helped him find that medium ground where he still looked good, but he wasn't hurting people at the same time. And uh, you know they they went on to have a classic feud in WCW. I um you know I thought and I'm, I'm going to go forward and then I'm going to go backwards. But I thought this time of the WWE sh- like, sh- should have been better. Yeah, and, and maybe some of that was maybe it was motivated at the time. I, I know the feud with Shawn Michaels were like he sh- you know that's he should have been champion. Some, but 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 the politics, yeah, politics of Shawn Michaels. Uh, you know he's too rough. I, I don't really want to work with him. A lot of people don't want to work with him. You know, and, and then he gets pushed down the card or whatever yeah. else. Yeah, and I remember we all remember that infamous moment when. And I'm sorry, you know, as much of a fan I am of Shawn Michaels now these days, Shawn Michaels was a dirtbag for a good portion of his life. And he, uh, there's that one thing, that obvious thing where he stomps on Vader's head. It's on video, you can see it. And I mean, he takes a cheap shot at yeah. Vader. And I, you know, I'm clearly things working against Vader in that camp. Uh, in the WWE, yeah, but he came and in strong. He came in strong. It just the, fizzled. The, the Gorilla Monsoon angle, and I know part of it because I listened to some Jim Cornette talking about uh, that Vader had like wanted some time off for that, like he's going to be suspended. You know, the, mm. the suspension angle, if you will, yeah, where he had some time to have the shoulder heal up, and yeah, but they needed the back right away, and yeah. and so he never kind of happened a lot back then. Yeah. You know, oh, if you can go, we need you to go. My memories of him, you know, and I, I didn't see him in AWA, but when he came to WCW at the mm-hmm. time, and then, you know, Harley Race was with him to give him that credibility. Mm-hmm. He had this, you know, the big, uh, I don't know, not like a mask, but it was kind of like, a, like an outfit they like put a, over him. It was almost like a like a helmet slash shoulder thing. Yeah. Like it was the big, it almost looked like some kind of minotaur looking thing. Yeah. With, with, with the uh, with the steam coming out of it. And the guy. I remember him telling stories about how half the time that steam didn't work. With he could, and for a big guy, he could move, he could fly. Yeah. You know, he had. I mean, he had to the Vader salt for the, Christ's the, sake. The, the Vader bomb, the Vader salt, uh, those moves, um, the feuds with uh, the Cactus Jack match. You want to watch? Oh Hall- my God, that was great! Uh, Brutal. Ha- Halloween Havoc, and, and I can't remember the year. When I was like ninety two or ninety three, mm-hmm. and, and there's a part three sounds right, but I yeah, could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a part in that match, and I don't know, like dog it because because I remember watching that match live because it was like spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah, where I you spin that. it. That was Sting and Jake the Snake had a thing going at that yeah, time. And, and we're yeah. like, oh, it's it's okay. We're second to be a cage match because there's, there's no cage, but they had one of those. But yeah, uh, but the, the match between Cactus Jack and and uh, Vader because there's one spot where like they go underneath the stage and all of a sudden they come out and like mankind's bleeding or mankind, but Mick Foley's uh, bleeding. Everybody, everybody yeah. knows who <laughs> Cactus Jack. Yeah. Uh, but it's good matches against Sting, Davey Boy Smith, uh, the Ron Simmons match. I actually remember in um, uh, WCW when I, one of the fir- one of the first matches I can remember watching, like just clearly, yeah, um, was Vader and Sid Vicious versus Sting and Davey Boy Smith, and that was a tag team match, and it was ridiculous. And I remember Davey Boyce's face getting crushed because he tried to crucifix Vader, and yeah. Vader kind of fell flat back <laughs> instead of rolling back. I mean, it was it was a simple mistake, but yeah, well, but it, yeah. But he, the I match mean, itself, I remember watching it. Just I was really into that match, man. Like I was so into it. And I think that was the one where I think 
Davy Boy, I think, slammed him, and like I think they won the yeah, match. I think so. But yeah, I think, oh, they won the match. But yeah, but, but it was like at the time, it's like because you know he's always the big guy not getting slammed, and Davy yeah. Boy is one of the stronger guys. But, but he seemed like a guy who wasn't worried about having a little fun sometimes yeah, too. Like I have yeah. a lot of friends who are independent wrestlers right now, and one of them was sharing a story. Uh, uh, Zane Riley, I'll give him a little shout out right here. Uh, awesome big man wrestler. You should check him out anytime you get a chance. He wrestles all over the place. Um, but he uh, was talking about some memories he had with Vader, and he said he was in the ring with the guy. And the guy said, you wouldn't have thought it, but he pulled me in close. He said, I have an idea. I don't know if you're into ha-ha stuff. And he was like, and we proceeded to do it. You know, it was just like yeah. cool stuff like that. And I had other friends who talked about working with him or meeting him and talking to him and stuff. And he just, overall, the general sentiment seemed to be that he was a sometimes brash, but, you know, good person. And he helped a lot of people. And he still worked with the health issues. Like, like oh. not a lot of shows, well, but, but he was one of those, he was one of those guys who couldn't just, who couldn't not. You know, yeah. he was he was hooked on it. He just couldn't not. And I think also maybe when he found out he had that limited time left before, you know, when he got that diagnosis, maybe the thought process is why stop? It's not going to help me. You know, that's that's entirely possible. The, the biggest crime of this is the fact that when he announced his health issues mm-hmm. and I didn't maybe expect it the first year, but I thought maybe this past year he would get inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> Really hoped he would, and now you got to wonder if they wait a year or something. Like it's it's iffy because I feel like they would wait a year just to yeah. be smart, but at the same time they know people are going to be waiting for the Vader induction this year. So I don't know. Um, I know it's 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 iffy, but either way they go, I'm sure people will be receptive. Yeah, I mean, to it. he had a Hall of Fame career. He was a monster. You know, I mean, he came back for like you know the, the thing with uh, Heath uh, Heath Slater, Heath Slater yep. you know, and, yep. and all that stuff. And I'm like, the one advantage but, he had is that he was never in amazing shape. So he never really looked much different. And, and, the last uh, yeah. time he was there, he looked a little <laughs> older, but he still looked like Vader, you know? Yeah. And, and that was one thing that listening to, because I, 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 cause I knew Cornette because he managed him and stuff, so he yeah. worked with him. He explained that, you know, kind of like Yokozuna had, but he also had like a weight clause as well. So that might yeah. have been part of the problems where, you know, that, you know, with weight issues or health issues or concerns back then, right. hard to believe. Well, but, yeah, something but, else we should remember to bring up as well. It's, it's something you don't want to overlook is that he was a football player as well. Yeah. And he played in the NFL. And, um, oh, God, I can't remember what team he played for. He played for the uh, the St. Louis Rams. Was it the Rams? Yeah. He even played the Super Bowl. I was going to say, I know he made it to a Super Bowl, yeah. too. It was something the, like Super Bowl 25 or so, yeah, something it's, it's like that. Yeah, the one the Steelers won. Yeah, and he, he, he yeah, but he made it to, I mean, the man played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He was an elite athlete. So I mean, let's not take that away from the guy outside of his wrestling accomplishments. The guy was was uh, was like we said, he went to the Super Bowl. He was an IWGP champion. He was a WCW World Champion. Uh, the guy did a bunch. The fa- yeah, the fact that he worked for Japan and WCW at the same time says mm-hmm. a lot about that because that's not happening now. Uh, matches to see. Well, of course not. WCW's out of business. But. Yeah, good point. <laughs> the matches to see is the match against uh, Cactus Jack and Halloween Havoc. Yeah, and and the match with Steve Austin, The Undertaker, and Bret Hart. The four way. Yep. This is before WrestleMania. The, the pay per view before WrestleMania 13 to determine. Was it called Fatal Four Way or something uh, like that? No, I think it was one of those in your house events. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but time wise, it was before WrestleMania 13. I do remember that one. Um, yeah, I think I really think you could go back. The Cactus Jack match is a must see. Um, I the fatal four way that match is a good one as well, um, and I really feel like you could, if you want to see some fun stuff, you can go out of your way to see some of the stuff with Sting. Yeah, because that, I mean Sting was on top of the world at that point, and the, yeah. him and Vader kind of had a great series of matches. And that was uh, yeah back in uh, wow nineteen ninety seven uh, February of wow. that year is when that match took wow. place and stuff. In your a, house thirteen final four is what it final was called. four. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. I just couldn't remember the name. Yeah, because that's where they had the term fatal four way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and also the angle with Yokozuna, uh, it was after WrestleMania 13 when Yoko became a good guy. 
and this was one of the best Raws of that era at the time when, like, just it was big ratings. WCW, like, Nitro was off that night or whatever reason. They did monster ratings, but because it was that, uh, like, the Warrior was back on, and they had an angle with Davey Boy and Emma Johnson. But, like, Vader breaking Yokozuna's leg in the angle was, like, big stuff because it kind of made him a monster. You know, the, the feud never really had what it was because, for whatever reason, Yoko just didn't work as a good guy at that point. But, um, but that's other good stuff as well. That's on the network. You can't find that one on YouTube because I was trying to find it last night, but it definitely remembered that show. And that's a good Raw. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, – if you have obviously, if you have any favorite uh, Vader memories and stuff like that, by all means, send them our way, ESPR at FM99.com. And please, by all means, uh, if you have a link to something, you know, uh, that we can – like maybe we don't remember it. It's one of your favorite Vader moments or favorite favorite Vader matches or something – and you've got a link for it online. Shoot us the link. Uh, yeah, him power so bombing uh, Cactus Jack on the concrete floor and concussing. Ah, God, I remember our, that and just mm. you know, ter- well, mm. the air. There's no video of really, but uh, right. you know, when when Cactus lost his ear, yep. you know, because of Vader. Because yep, Vader. Because <laughs> of Vader, <laughs> didn't hold uh, back. No, he did not. But in any event, so that is uh, our our memories and a little conversation there about Big Van Vader. Uh, rest in peace, Big Man. And uh, I think now is an appropriate time to give him a. Uh, a so, you know, something he's more than deserving of. So we'll be back after this uh, 10 Bell salute dedicated to Big Van Vader, Leon White. wrestling fans this is dave dynasty host of the dave dynasty show the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the midwest we feature interviews with the legends of the past stars of today and the prospects of tomorrow we have segments that feature classic wrestling audio whole episodes devoted to the history of midwest pro wrestling and much much more do not miss an episode of the dave dynasty show we are available on all podcast platforms or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. So, uh, yep, that was uh, kind of a back-and-forth news segment there. Something that we just forgot to mention briefly was it came out just recently that the uh, May Young Classic is back, which we expected, but they've yeah. announced dates and stuff, so we know that that's coming. So that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. August 8th and 9th in Orlando, so 32 competitors. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. I kind of hope they don't do it like they're doing the UK one because the UK one is being spoiled as we go right now. Yeah, and I'm tired. Stop sharing them with me, please, (laughs) please. I want to watch it and be surprised. I've already had several matches spoiled for me, and now part of that's WWE's fault too because they're sharing spoilers. Stop it! It's your own show. Let us wonder what's going to happen for Pete's sake. Like Uh. it would used to kill me because when SmackDown was on Fridays and it was taped even, but when SmackDown was on Fridays and it was after a pay per view, they'd go. Who remained WWE champion at whatever the pay per view was? And they're like, I, I already know. I you, the pay per view was Sunday. They talked about it Monday. Like I know what happened. What the hell, are you Jesus? So uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, stop sending me spoilers. Yeah, because yeah, who, who knows when this is going to air? Because last year, you know, I think they start airing next week. 
With the woman singer or the UK? Oh, no, the UK thing. Yeah, UK is, yeah, UK is this weekend. And, and man, the lineup for that. Please, please, please. Yeah, I'm avoiding spoilers the best I'm trying. I can. I'm trying. I've already been had one spoiled for me, so please stop it for the rest of them. There's a, there's a match out there involving uh, Tony Storm, and that's a three-way to determine who's going to sh- challenge Shayna Baszler. And I love Tony Storm, so let, please don't ruin this for me because I love her so much. Um, yeah, which I got confused because I thought NXT, I thought there was new tag team champions uh, from the takeover from something I saw. But no, not, obviously no, that was yeah. not so, the case. We won't get into it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't who hasn't watched it yet or who hasn't seen the spoiler. Um, and we do need to talk about the takeover. Matter of fact, should we talk about takeover first? Just because that happened before everything else. I, I think we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we'll get into takeover real quick, and then we can get into the rest of the week. Just because we never got to really address takeover all that well, and it is rather short. It's only like five matches or something like that. So yeah. it's not too bad. Um, takeover happened. Takeover uh, Chicago, right? Yep. And it was uh, it was good. It was takeover Chicago. It's take. I, I've pretty much gotten to the point where it's a takeover event, and I expect it to be good. If it's it, not, if it's not, I'm going to be mad. It, it, it's pretty solid. I mean, most of the matches, I would say, were like, if not all, are the the A B level. Yeah, I, that's will. the way I generally feel about them too. They're all pretty much. They're all pretty much. You can guarantee you're seeing at least a good match. It was weird because the two matches I thought deserved more time were shorter, and then some matches I thought could have had some time cut off of them were really long. <laughs> which really, which ones were those? Well, the, the Shayna Baszler Nikki Cross match it didn't go ten minutes. And I, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that was a little. That. I was a little suspicious there. But you know what? I it, well, you, honestly, you want to run through the top of the card and we'll go through it. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up. As oh, I got her here. Okay, good. All right, right so ahead. you got the undisputed era. This is Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Right. First, Adam Cole on the outside. It gets uh, uh, Ani Lorcan. I'm, I'm totally Oni, butchering it. Oni Lorcan. Lorcan and a Danny Birch. <laughs> Oni Lorcan. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 um, okay, who's the, like, was it Birch that was like no selling a lot in this match? Or who's the guy? Well, hold on. If we're going to be clear, a lot of them were no selling in this I, match. Yeah, I, yeah um, that kind of bothered me throughout that's, the card. That, but that's an NXT thing. Uh, it's it a lot. Is. It's the independent style. And I mean, I wouldn't say the guys are no selling. Because they're selling, but it doesn't really affect them doing their next move. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just an NXT thing, and that's an independent style thing, and it's the way it is. And it's not my preferred style most of the time. However, and I would also say that I disagree that they're not selling, because we get more selling out of them than we do from a lot of the main roster guys sometimes. Because while they'll sell something for a, like, this is where it's a little weird. Because while the NXT guys maybe not sell it in the moment as much as I'd like sometimes... On the main roster, they'll sell it in the moment like crazy, like they're damn near dead. Yeah, and then they show up the next night, fine, and like they'll end the match and they're just fine, and there's no marks from battle, no nothing. But like on NXT, at least these guys show up later. They're taped up, they're bruised, they're hurt, they're you know something. And and I get some of that, but there's a part in the match where I think like they're trying to take down Birch, and he's like taking all these holds, and he's like not going down, and this like well, but I mean you got to remember, and this is where you kind of have to follow that. Only Lorkin and uh, Roderick Strong, or not Roderick Strong, Danny Birch are like quintessential tough guys. They're that really strong man, st- stiff style. So like the idea being it's hard to knock them down. Yeah. Um so that kind of plays into his character a bit. I did like the part in the match though when like the, like they had like both of them in submission holds and both yeah, and of them Kyle O'Reilly there. rolled over. Yeah, it rolled over and was and kicking kicked, the other kicked, guy. Uh, Oni in the face. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Cuz I thought it might have been over. Yeah, yeah. That was cute though. That was really cute. Uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly is really underrated. Um I just think he doesn't stand out. He's very boring looking. And well, he's playing, but he is also in the group with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. You're, right, no, you are sure. going to be he, overshadowed. He's got one, well, then Bobby Fish when he's not hurt, and it's like I mean, he he like everything from his look to how he talks to I mean, he's just about as ba- like boring white bread as you can get. <laughs> and I mean, that sounds bad, but it's the truth. But it was a really good match. 
A lot of fun, and the Undisputed Era retains. It was a good opener, considering like the next matches on the card. This, I, this was definitely the opener, because the next match with uh, Ricochet and Valentin Dream, good match, but the tempo was slow, slow in this match. It was good psychology. Like, like I felt like this well, was... Well, it was slowed down, but I don't think it was so slow. I've uh, seen way slower matches, but, like, but, but I felt compared like, to the first one, it was slow. Yeah, but yeah, because I thought the psychology was good, because oh, there was no psychology in the yeah, first match It was a really all. good match, yeah. yeah and, I, and, I, and this was... I mean, Velveteen Dream is 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 up there, and it was a good match for Ricochet too. Because I haven't really seen a lot of Ricochet matches, so this was so I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. It was a great, it was a really good match. They they had really good chemistry together. I mean, Dream, he's one of those dudes who was on tough enough, and he you never really expect much from those guys. I think back to Maven, and yeah. <laughs> Velveteen Dream has just gone on another level. Like it's amazing. Like John Cena has said. That that's the guy he wants to to face is Velveteen Dream. Like he wants to face him before his time is done. See, I, I worry about certain guys in NXT that like when they get called up, yeah. that may not be the same. There's a guy yeah. that we're going to talk about in a few in, in a few mm-hmm. that will I'll probably surprise you when I say I think he's going to be a guy, but only because of his size and, and his look. Um, right. Velveteen Dream is very talented. Like he he would be a great Intercontinental Champion. What I mean with that is because he's a guy that's going to have the great matches. I mean, he could be a world champion, and that would be great. But he's got such a great character. Velveteen Dream does. Where, where it, it works, like in the you know in, in the world of the IC titles, where they're they are great workers, and that's mm-hmm. what that guy is. Well, and he can, but see, I feel like his character's strong enough he could be in the world title range. He's just, but they, like you said, I'm scared for when he gets to the main roster because I don't think they will know how to handle his character because yeah. his character is one of those ones that is very, very like it's it's. It walks the line of effeminate and and uh, bordering on like that stereotypical homosexual character that wrestling loves so much. Yeah. And Vince has done numerous times, and I'm really worried that that's where the focus will go when he gets to the main roster. It'll be more because you see him do it from time to time. He'll do the velveteen like his poses and stuff like that, and it catches the other dude off guard. But it's not meant to make him like sexually uncomfortable. It's just meant to get like he's just messing with you, get inside his head. It's yeah. not. It's not gold dust. Yeah, he's you just know what he's, I mean? he's flamboyant. Not right. not in like in a way of like Adrian Adonis, right. who was over the top uh, in, in regards to that, which he he did well by the way. And I know mm. people said, oh, that ruined his career. It's like no, because what he did with that was fabulous. So what this right. guy is doing right now and his mannerisms are amazing. Level. And can we yeah. talk about his outfit by the way? <laughs> he comes out dressed like Hulk Hogan first yeah. of all. The mannerisms down to a T. My boy had it. And then uh, when he did the throwback thing on, on Ricochet, I laughed my butt off. But then on top of that, if you looked at his pants, his pants were Prince Puma-themed, which was Ricochet's <laughs> character yeah. from uh, uh, Lucha Underground, which I was like, I love this. This is so great. He's one of those characters, man, who could really – John Cena even said he's yeah. he's the guy. He's got it. And, I mean, that's a huge – that's a lot of praise. That is, yeah. John Cena knows what it takes to be the guy. And I just – I worry because I think that if he's handled if he's handled the right way, he could be a star for years on that on on WWE program. Would the mainstream fans, yeah, oh, take, yeah. take him in? I think they'd uh, at first. Him, yeah. You think it would be like I mean, just because of his style is just so different that uh, you know where they, where they get it right away because some of these guys have a different style and they come in and I think he's energetic enough and he's charismatic enough, and that's the thing. Like that's what some guys like Bobby Roode are missing. His style's not all that exciting. And, but the problem is 
Rude by himself it can be a charismatic dude, but you put him in the ring, and there's not a lot of charisma to his style, if that makes any sense. His style uh, doesn't does. draw you in, yeah, yeah. right? Dream does. Even if he's doing simple things, it's his mannerisms, his facial expressions, his body language, everything. He draws you into what he's doing. And so I feel like he'd stand a really good chance of, of getting people to warm up to him. Yeah, because that's what's surprising Bobby Roode at NXT with like the Shinsuke matches and stuff. And it was more of the just the, the drawn out style. And I was just like, I don't know. And then he came over and it's it's it, that's just his style. It just doesn't work for me and I think a lot of people. Right. It's one of those things that, it, again, it's dangerous for when he gets to the main roster just because I, I worry about a guy like Vince McMahon getting yeah. a hold of the character. Yeah. But, I, I really wish there was some kind of rule that Triple H had in effect where he was like, hey, when they come from NXT – you need to let me write for them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish that was the rule because then I'd have way more faith. Because down in NXT, I think it's uh, I think it's, uh, it's it's Triple H, Regal, and there's somebody else, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Going to drive me nuts now. Yeah. But there's three guys that are doing most of the 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 behind the scenes work there as far as develop help helping develop yeah. the characters and the storylines. And I know it's Triple H, William Regal, and somebody else, and I can't remember who that third person is, and I feel. Horrible about that. However, it is still, you know, working really well. And I think because you look at guys like Regal and Triple H especially, and they're old school guys. Yep. I mean, Regal for sure is an old school yeah, guy. Yeah, that's, that's um, always been his style. Though. And so I, I, I dig it. I think I think that, that once you get up to the main card, the problem is you get guys with a very different vision. Vince McMahon is trying to think of where you fit into the three-ring circus, right? And Triple H and William Regal are thinking about how to make you the circus, like how to yeah. make you the focus. And they do that for everybody. They don't treat anybody like any – that's one thing I love about NXT is everybody on that roster feels important. Like when they're focused on people, the, the yeah. people we know we're focusing on, they all feel important. It's not like in the main roster, literally there's a handful of guys that feel important. And everybody else is kind of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Spinning yeah. wheels on, in the big three-ring circuit. Yeah, because yeah, there was a time 20 years ago where, like, oh, anybody can be a world champion. And now it's like, well, I remember maybe this guy, maybe that guy. I, mean, I remember watching gender, uh, but... D'Lo Brown and X-Pac feud over the European championship, yeah. and that meant something. You cared about those characters. You got invested. And now, man, it's hard to get people invested in the IC and U.S. title. You know, if it's not the world title and it's not a money in the bank and it's not a, something like that, it's hard to get people invested. The IC titles is you know, they've I done mean, a lot it, of work for that. Yeah, to because revamp it. because it's it's because for many years it was just uh, well, here's just a strap you're gonna wear and it doesn't mean anything. And you know, thankfully now it it I mean, I don't know to newer fans if it means as much. I mean, to, you know, the longtime fans like you and me, I mean, the matches are great because I mean, it's always been a worker. Well, the the Intercontinental has always been a worker title, and John Cena made it a working title. Yeah, you know, you know I, mean, I think that's when it really started to make a turnaround. Yeah. was during that time frame, and then a few other guys. Miz did a lot of work for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Seth looked good with it. Um, you know, Ziggler has it now, which really worries me because he's one of those guys that should be in that category. That's strange. But for some reason, I always feel like it kind of loses value when he holds it. I really would have wished that McIntyre had won it instead of him. Well, that, that's probably coming up. I'm sure. Maybe, we'll, we'll maybe that, I just. Uh, but we'll talk about that yeah. later. Um, okay, so after Dream and uh, Ricochet, which, by the way, Ricochet gets the win. Yeah. Great match. Those guys, fantastic. I'd love to see another one between the two of them, but I don't know if we will. Yeah. Uh, next match, Shane Baszler taking on Nikki Cross. Shorter than I would have liked. Yeah, th that, that but, bummed and, me out, too. And this, again, was more of a gimmick than it was a match, which is fine, because Nikki Cross's whole thing was about getting inside of Shane's head, and a lot of it was just her mannerisms and her way the way she behaved and stuff like that. And this kind of sold... The first time that Shayna was afraid of somebody, 
Yeah. Like I loved when she. Oh, well, the belt was great. Yeah, with all when those. she was when she was laying down and trying to get her to choke yeah. her, and she crawled at her real fast, <laughs> and Shayna ran. Like they did great with that because I was dying watching it, and I just would have liked a little more time, a little more, not even a ton. Yeah, this is not, this is the shortest match of the night under ten minutes. Yeah, I, and I think the crowd was shocked by the how it ended. I think they were with the too. choke out too, basically. They're, they're, and the commentators tried really heavily to to cover the fact that Nikki's into the violence and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, and maybe that. Maybe that's what cost her because she wasn't scared of getting put in that choke. Um, it's possible. I mean, maybe we'll probably get a rematch at some point. Um, really, let's be honest. This is all spinning wheels until Shayna Baszler uh, fa- faces Dakota Kai, and Dakota Kai finally beats the bully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, hey, you know what? I love the fact that they're spinning wheels, and guess what? It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it was it was entertaining. It was absolutely entertaining. It was good. This, I wish it had like five more minutes. I, I agree. I, I just I felt like, like, that. like I would have liked that. She's in the hole. And I'm like, and sometimes, like, when these matches happen, when they get the quick, I shouldn't say quick submission, well, but you're I waiting think, for the, you know, the, the get out or roll out right. of it, no But take. I think that's another thing they go for with, with Shayna Baszler, especially, is because they do that MMA style. Yeah. A lot of her stuff is based on that. And I think they want to give you that impression that it can end at any time. Because her match with Ember Moon was like the same thing where I thought, oh, there's decent and, match, and then it ended shorter than you yeah, thought it was. Yeah. But I mean, it was still good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was just you know you were like really oh, okay it's over all yeah. right cool but, man, you know <laughs> but of of two matches the crowd pooped on that night at the because of the ending i mean they were great right. yeah they were but, great during it just at the end they seemed kind of they did not like the ending of this match no they didn't well they were really hot for nikki yeah they were really hot for nikki and so i mean you know Almost anything uh, short of Nikki winning was going to bum them out, but yeah, but I think it's just the way it happened because it's like like that. Yeah, it? it was really it was really uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. is the word to use. Yeah, another uh, good match: Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give those two credit because I was really concerned about what kind of match they were going to put together. And don't get me wrong; it wasn't always pretty. Uh, no. there were a few spots they missed here and there and whatnot. I'm not one of the people who criticizes guys for that. You know, I mean, no, yeah, because there's one thing spot happens. where they got. The it's, crowd got on them, but it, it, but you know what? They went right. They fixed it. They, they didn't did. go. They didn't go right back to the spot. No, they fixed it. That they was smart. On their feet, and they yep. did something else to get to the end of the match. Yeah, and the crowd appreciated very that. Very cool. Yeah, very very smart by those two. And hats off to both of them for getting to that point, getting through that, not panicking. Yeah. Um, the like seriously, I don't get mad when guys miss things. You know what? It's gonna happen, yeah. and particularly, it's gonna happen when these guys do the like. When you've got a guy who so much of his offense is either flipping or strikes, that's a recipe for some missed spots because it's hard to guarantee that you're going to land that spinning kick every single time. Oh, and, and it's, it's hard to guarantee you're going to land that moonsault every single time. It's you know, yeah, we had the Jinder Hardy match. With, yeah, with that mess. See, up that one there. was that was slightly <laughs> worse because at least with this one with the camera angle, they could have hit it some. There was no way to hide that Hardy missed him completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fall afterwards was so like this one wasn't great either, but they recovered from it quickly. They well, didn't, yeah. What didn't help though is because of these moves is is, is when they do the slap in the leg or whatever, and because yeah. it's like he connected, and it's like, well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know what? They 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 put together an entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, good big man, a guy fighting back from underneath, and I mean, Alistair Black is just such a badass. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and, and he's going to get better and better. Um, Lars Sullivan, and this is where you think I'm he's crazy. He's improved so much. He, he's the guy that I see having some success in the WWE because of his size. Yeah, and the fact that he'll, he is big and he has this, you know, he he's, he can be a good heel. He'll be the guy that Vince McMahon wants Baron Corbin to be. Yeah, 
That's what it'll, that's yeah. what he'll end up being. This guy's more skill. This guy's got. I don't want to yeah. say he's got more skill necessarily because Corbin's not bad. But, he, but he, this he, guy has more intensity to his character, and I think this guy benefits from the fact that he has more muscle mass because things, so things look more intense. Yeah, yeah. Corbin is kind of a skinny dude. He's tall. He's got a frame on him. Yeah, but he's kind of skinny. And this guy's a little bit more agility for a big guy. Yeah, which is and more that, impressive. Like, again, yeah. When you see a guy who's you know like how do I explain this? When you saw The Undertaker do stuff, it was impressive because he was tall, you know what I mean? But it would have been more impressive to see The Big Show do it. You get <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because he's so much girthier than The Undertaker. So when you see a guy with more weight more size on him do it, it's more impressive. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy does a diving headbutt and it looks terrible, but, you know, I've never been a big fan of that move anyway, particularly once the concussion stuff started happening. Yeah. Once we started learning how bad those were for you, I don't love those diving headbutt moves. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, hard-hitting match, those two busted their asses out there and again it was very entertaining and Aleister Black retained. Yeah, the right guy winning the match. I, I like this match. This was another one that I, 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 I really was surprised it. it was short. Just just over 14 minutes. I was like, really that that's You know, but I was okay with that because I don't need it a long drawn out Lars Sullivan match. Yeah. And I mean for 14 minutes that's kind of a long big man match. So I was all right yeah. with it. Yeah. It's probably one of his longest matches. Yeah. Uh the main event Johnny Gargano uh, Tommaso Ciampa um wow. Wow. That had to go half an hour. <laughs> 35 minutes. Okay, yeah, see, so it had to go half an hour. Uh, but, but, of course, part of that was, uh, you know, some of the ring time with uh, towards the end of the match. But, but, right. I mean, but this, okay, this is this, 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 the thing. This is storytelling. This is storytelling, and this is one of the things, too, when, when I talked about, you know, guys kicking out of moves that, uh, you know, you think, oh, this is over, you know. and, and Right, uh, right, right. But holy crap. Yeah, yeah you're right, see, storytelling. The, in this one, it was about the storytelling. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I get tired of guys kicking out of moves and stuff like that. But uh, with, with these two, when they've gone back and forth so many times now, you get used to it after a certain point. But I did like that, you know what, we're going to draw a line eventually. When he exposed the ring and they yeah. took a, he took a move on the ring, boom, done. It's over. We're not kicking out of that. Yep. And that's good because he shouldn't have. Yeah, and I like that it was a basic movie. DDT'd him onto it. It wasn't. It wasn't. didn't need to be a pile driver. didn't need to be a flipping senton powerbomb. Yeah, yeah. Plonge well, off the third rope. And, you know? and it wasn't like expected because the way, the way they set that up, I, I just – the only thing I didn't like was like the angle a little bit where he's injured. He's like, "Oh, he put him out," and it's yeah. like you know. And then the EMTs come in, and it's like, "Okay, well, this is no, this is just part of it, or something." Like I would have right. liked it if he more played possum or whatever, because because before well, that he's like, "Oh, you know, we could have had but all I this." Feel, but this is the thing. I feel like I feel like the story they're telling there. Remember, they they leading up to this, um, Candice LeRae told Gargano that he was becoming what he hated, right, and. Gargano had been through a very similar thing where he was injured and and he would um, help me. Champa uh, yeah, kept Ciampa, up yeah. the attack and you know pers- you know just really brutalized him. And so I felt like he it it is that thing he was becoming what he hated. And so that ended up costing him because he didn't just say enough once he'd injured the dude. He kept going. Yeah. That cost him the match. And so I feel like this is kind of a slow. This is the beginning point. This is a slow, slow burn on a turn for Johnny Gargano. I don't think it's going to happen immediately, but I feel like there's going to, and I don't mean necessarily a turn to heal, but it's going to be a shift in his character at this point. And it's going to be a, a slow change for him. I mean, it, it, that was a brutal spot. I mean, yeah, just it in regards, because I'm thinking, like, you know, that that's, you're trusting somebody to basically hold you. Yeah. And, and then dive through those tables and stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then the ring, you know, and that's always the thing, too, because you're waiting for that spot, you know, yeah. the, the guy to set it up. Well, he's going to be the one going through it. But, you know, as we've seen in the last couple of matches, pay per views, that hasn't been the case. No, know? yeah, sometimes it doesn't work that way. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was, it was brutal. 
Yeah. It was um it was I'm it was amazing. It was an amazing match. Uh the storytelling in that match alone is probably better. It's probably that might be the best match so far this year. <laughs> I don't know. Um it's it's hard to say, but that was a really good match. A- a- NXT this year from 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 this takeover and the previous one uh, when mm-hmm. they had the, the big ladder match and stuff and the, Yeah, the wasn't it Brooklyn? Match. Yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. They they have um, you know I think we got to do like a half year review of like maybe what our favorite matches are, but uh, maybe, but yeah. but but they are leading the pack in regards to matches. Well, if of we the were going to do that, Dave, we're kind of at the half year. <laughs> we're in June. Maybe, this maybe, is maybe next, next week. Uh, maybe know, yeah. Maybe we do week. something like that. You know, maybe we'll put a little more thought into it. Yeah. Um, simply because I don't want to rush it on the fans. I'd like them to be able to send in things yeah. they want. Yeah. So we'll think about the stuff we want to talk about it next week. We'll 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 let you guys know so you can participate. Yeah. Um, well, uh, any of these matches on the card you think like, where the feuds are going to continue? Um, I, I see Tommaso Ciampa, maybe Johnny, Johnny Gargano having one more thing. I, I think Nikki's done with Shayna. At this point, why do you have one more with Tommaso and Gargano? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, but maybe they could. Like, maybe it's like they handshake. It's like, you know what? Uh, we're, we're, we, we they, they could have another match, but I really feel like that might be a mistake. Yeah. Because I feel like they've gotten every ounce of... of it's a, it was a blood feud, and I feel like they've gotten as far as they can. Well, kind of, kind of like with the, with the uh, with the, the last man standing match with Shinsuke and AJ. It's like, well, okay, you that's can't, got, that's, you can't it's top really got to be it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you top this match. It's sheer brutality. You'd have to go too far, I feel like, to top this, and I, it, there's no need. Yeah, uh, Alistair have new challengers. I think Shayna's yeah. got. Uh, I think uh, Shayna and Nikki might go again, just because I, I don't think they're ready for Dakota Kai yet. I think they're going to hold that off a little bit longer. What about, um, what about Carrie? I mean, is she Carrie uh, Sane? Carrie Sane, yeah. Uh, is she already faced Shayna once or twice? Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. They'll probably may go back to her at some point. But um, oh, you know what? No, I lied to you. We're not going back to Nikki because they're doing a three-way at the UK thing to determine who the number one contender yeah. is to Shayna. So we're moving on. From so that no, one. yeah. No so spoilers. really, don't this, tell us. This, no spoilers. <laughs> I really, I'm thinking about all the matches on the card. The only one that might keep going, I think, is Velveteen and Ricochet. Yeah, might be the only one. And, uh, you know, NXT this week was kind of a filler episode just because, you know, they're coming off of that pay-per-view yep. and everything. So most of the people we saw on the pay-per-view were not at the show. Um, I don't blame them. And, and if anybody to lose on uh, the, or the TakeOver who was hurt the least was Velveteen Dream. Anybody else? I, he's I think done that before, too. He, he's yeah. in these matches where he loses these amazing matches, but he loses absolutely nothing from it. it but they do a good job of bouncing back and forth because he also, like, he'll face somebody like, um, he faced Cassius Ono, I think, two TakeOvers ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Great match between the two of them. And Velveteen Dream picks up the win. So I mean, he stays on that precipice. They like they don't just he's not constantly out there putting people over. Yeah. You know, which is good. Um and then he was in the multi man match, the the ta- the ladder match for the North American championship. Yeah. And he came up short in that, but when you're when you're one guy out of six or something like that, it's not quite as it doesn't damage you. Yeah, yeah. I mean unless you're Becky Lynch, it doesn't. Right. And then that you've been <laughs> losing forever. Um yeah, so but again, I think uh if I got a grade takeover uh, I mean, I feel like it was a solid eight. Yeah, I like I, I'm gonna go. Uh, we could, I think you give eight money in the bank. I'm gonna go with just like a nine on this because this, 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 this was a very strong I show. I might actually put money in the bank slightly ahead of this just because I, I enjoyed some of the storytelling and stuff more on money in the bank. Not yeah. that they were necessarily better matches or like high flying or like the moves. Yeah, I mean, stuff. The, I, the, the belt hurt money in the bank for me, but but the payoffs were great. I mean, we had, right, we, I get that. You had, yeah. had a great. You know, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey match, Shinsuke, AJ. In a vacuum, Money in the Bank might have been better. Yeah. Um, with the buildup, no, nah, the takeover is miles better. Yeah, um, that, that's where I'm going a But I'm putting them kind of even. I enjoyed both of them, you know. But I got to say this. Can we please, can we please start doing takeover like the weekend before or something like that? 
Because if I got to watch Takeover and then a four-hour WWE pay per view, that's like, and if you're not including the pre-show, that's still like six or seven yeah. hours of wrestling. And Takeover used to be two hours. This thing was over at three. You know, I'm going yeah. three. I go yeah, three forty. Like so, I, you know, and I'm a guy that you know, I don't. It's hard for me to watch NXT live. Right. Uh, so I'm going through and I'm you know cutting to the intros and all this stuff because when somebody has a five minute, we intro, all know that Dave hates intros. <laughs> he hates them. So. You know, and it's like ricochet. He's like, damn, damn it, just, just start the match. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it was a fantastic show. So. Yeah. And if you didn't already, by the way, we did already talk about Money in the Bank. You can go back and listen to that episode. It came out on Monday, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you would like. It is still on our uh, our page and everything. You can find that on on all of our stuff. Um, okay, so I guess now we get into everything that happened during the week. Correct. Yeah. So let me pull up. Uh, I've got some results here. I probably should have had those ready, but you know what? Uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> well, uh, with the way the way Monday Night Raw opened, we could talk about probably one of the great angles. In a oh my long god, time. hold on, let's talk about this because Monday Night Raw peaked really fast, <laughs> and then afterwards, not so much. Um, Raw wasn't horrible this week, but it peaked really early. No, but they did plant some seats later in the show. Um, yeah, but with with Reigns and Lashley, but the way Ronda yeah. Rousey. And uh, I can't uh, I can't think of two guys the crowd's going to care about less than than Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, they should have Jinder in there for a triple. Threat. Oh my god, that would <laughs> holy god! That's like the trifecta of I don't give a flying. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Um, but what an angle with with Kurt and with, Alexa. Oh, that was so good, man. Ronda, man so so well good. Done. Look again, Ronda's promos aren't the best. She is working on them. They're getting better. It's just a slow process. Man, everything else she does is good. Yeah, everything else she does is good. The crowd loved it. I, I, I they mean, got I'm a little confused gonna... when she started hitting Kurt with the briefcase. Yeah, but like, I don't feel like she should have hit him with it repeatedly. Like, think about Stone Cold, right? When he would drop somebody who was on his side, he didn't continue to go after them. He yeah. hit a stunner and move on. She should have done that judo throw. Never touched him again. Yeah, Kurt could have just rolled around and sold that. While she went after Alexa Bliss, but I, I think that was just her, you know, him trying to stop, and then she's just like, "I thought you were my friend." And then, yeah, no, no, I get it, but like that just that, that seemed yeah. that didn't work as much. But again, the whole segment was great. That power bomb through the table was vicious. Yeah, crowd ate that up. Yeah. Um, and, and her promo afterwards too. Like I'm going to come back and I'm gonna beat her ass. I know? like how every day <laughs> she's posting things like pictures of her going after Alexa yeah. or something like that, and she does the countdown. She was suspended for 30 <laughs> days for attacking referees in Kurt Angle, and so every day she posts a picture of like her going after Alexa, and it's like. 28 days, 20, you know, she's just 29 days, 28 days. And she, I feel like she's going to do that all the way up until she comes back. And, and, and this works too. I mean, maybe, maybe she's filming a movie, but I've, I've talked about this. I t- talked about this some money before raw. Mm-hmm. I think they're using it as an opportunity to keep her off TV. Yeah. Th- that's the less you have of her, the more yeah. you can appreciate it. And like she, somehow Alexa will survive whatever she's going to do at extreme rules. You know what I mean? She'll yep. survive whatever her match is there. And then when does when does thirty days put her? Does that put her just after extreme rules? Uh, extreme rules is, is right before the thirty days is up. So yeah, so she'll be um, so that Monday back after, or probably yeah. Okay, so something like that. And so she's fighting Nia Jax in the rematch. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening. Um, but so like she'll survive Alexa just barely. She'll come out on Monday and gloat about how she survived at extreme rules. Yada 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 yada. And then we're gonna hear that. I don't give a damn about my reputation. And all of a sudden. We're going to get introduced to her SummerSlam opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah, July and July 16th would be the Raw after that. So that, that'd be close to 30 It'd days. be close, and I don't think most people are going to complain. Yeah. 
I don't. I really don't think unless they wait an extra week, which and, they and, could. And, they, and they could because they've yeah. got plenty of time before uh, SummerSlam. But yeah, I, I feel like that's what that's what will end up because happen. maybe she could be all about like you know oh no, oh nobody's here who's going to stop me, and then next right. week maybe uh, you know she's more of a celebration in it. Mm-hmm. Looking shows dead in the song. I agree. So, but um, can we all just like give Ronda Rousey a, a, a round of applause, please? Because she's she's absolutely killing it. Yeah, like. Every oh. like it's 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 crazy because like every time she gets an opportunity to prove herself in the ring, people are skeptical. Yeah. But so far, every time <laughs> she's knocked it out of the park, and it's just it blows my mind. Like I'm a huge Ronda Rousey fan. I have been since her UFC days, since her before that Strike Force days. Right? Um, was it Strike? No, I can't remember. But in any event, um, I've been a fan of her since before UFC, before they even allowed women fighting in the UFC. And it's one of those things where. I just, even I as a huge fan, we get to this point and I have all the faith in the world that she's got the ability to do it. She's got the passion for it and God knows she's a natural athlete and she's a badass. So even I'm surprised when she goes out there and she performs as well as she does. It just blows my mind. And yeah, the Nia Jax match, who saw that coming? Nobody! (laughs) Nobody saw that. Not a single person alive saw that coming. And and, and no offense to her or or Nia, it's just, you know, because Nia is a different style, but man, did they mesh well together. And I I saw somebody say, like, oh, well, she, you know, her matches are, like, they're just really, they're rehearsing her matches heavily before she does them. Who cares? Yeah. They can rehearse the crap out of them. As long as they look like that, I'm happy. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat rehearsed their match at yeah. Nauseam. And they had a classic at WrestleMania 3. And nobody goes, well, they rehearsed all that. Well, you know what? I don't how, good, how good did it turn out? It was great. Regardless of whether you – here's the thing, okay? Any one of us could train for the amount of time she's been training and not be half as good. And we could rehearse our matches at that point to ad nauseum. And not be able able to pull off no. even a tenth of what she did. So go to hell. Like I, she's doing so good. Uh, the rest of the show um, after that. I mean, like you said, they planted some seeds for Bobby Lashley and uh, Roman Reigns. And I'm, I, mm, oh, uh, Dolph uh, Ziggler defeating Seth Rollins. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, I, I didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming because Dolph's been irrelevant for a while. Yeah. All of a sudden, we stick Drew McIntyre with him, and it's like, oh, look, we're supposed to care about him again. I, I, Why? I, What's I, changed? Well, I, I think in regards to planting seeds, this is planting the eventual you know, uh, match. Maybe. I don't know, because they the way they talked about it afterwards, they talked about it like he – like this is the – like I almost got the vibe like maybe they're putting together a stable. Like and they want all the titles. Right. Somebody's going to go, how gonna I, get the kind of the vibe I got from them. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong. But I don't know. They might do some NXT call-ups, and, or one or two, and add some more guys to this group. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Lars Sullivan may be on his way yeah. up sooner than we think. I have no idea. And I will say this. As when other people lose a big match, mm-hmm. and then they walk from the ring, um, there was a video that WWE posted with Seth Rollins walking away and, mm-hmm. and getting a nice applause. Yeah, of course. As Because, you know, some guys, you know, Roman Seth's Reigns, probably the most, the most consistently popular dude on the main yeah. roster right now. now. The other thing is I thought with this, is it possible, and I don't know where Dean Ambrose is in the timeline of coming back. I know, uh, I think he's at, I just saw something about this the other day. I saw a report that he was at the Performance Center. Um, no report on whether he was actually training or not yet, because I think he's still about three months shy. Now, that doesn't mean he couldn't be back. You yeah. never know. This guy's healing may have gone way ahead of schedule. I mean, we've all – John Cena came back from a broken freaking neck in what, like three months or four yeah. months? And he was supposed to be gone like 13 or something? Um, so it's entirely possible he may be healing up faster than they think. 
but that's the advantage to the performance center is now they can really kind of watch all that and monitor yeah. all that so these guys don't get back out there too soon and hurt themselves. Yeah, because that, that, um, that's one guy I, I've missed. In this. I, you know what? I'm missing him too. Because uh, Johnny Gargano, he mm. reminds me of Dean Ambrose. With his wrestling style and just that, don't give a damn. A little bit, except Gargano, a little prettier. His stuff's <laughs> a little crisper, a little cleaner, a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Ambrose, it, Ambrose is one of those guys that I really only enjoy seeing him in matches with like no DQ or no count. You know, the, the stipulation type stuff. Because while he can he can absolutely wrestle, he's not the most exciting to watch of a standard singles match. Uh, he does have a tendency to be a little sloppy, but yeah, but I do like his. It's just his style of just, you know, it doesn't look like he just cares and he's just, you know, whatever the odds are, I'm, I'm just going to fight him. Right, I do like that too. I do like, yeah. I mean, there's that, that that thing from, God, what was it, TLC or something when he dove off the ladder with the elbow <laughs> drop and he landed on like 12 dudes or whatever it was. Like, I mean, he, he you know, he's crazy and people love it. Yeah. And, I, and he's a very charismatic dude. I dig him. I just don't always love his matches. He's like you said, not everything looks good. And I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who always needs it to. Yeah. Like, I like Cassius Ono um, at this point. And he's not one of the crispest dudes in the rings either. He's no. awkward, and that yeah. that actually works for me. Um, but there's something about – it seems like Dean's always kind of moving a half a step slow, I think is what it is. And I don't like some of the things he does. Like, I've never liked that I'm going to run across the ring and step up on the middle turnbuckle and then turn around and run back across <laughs> the ring. Oh, when he's going out the rubs, he bounces back in. And- <laughs> I, that only works for me if the guy is standing right there yeah. to catch the clothesline. Because if he has to bounce, do that little thing in the ropes, and then take, like, four steps, he's lost all momentum at that point from the bouncing. It's like when he comes off that turnbuckle like that. Eric and I used to yell about this all the time. That helps him none at all. Like, I, you know, it's like you see other guys, and they'll run to the other turnbuckle and then run back. The whole point of doing that is just to give themselves the space to move. The hop up on the middle turnbuckle is just yeah. obnoxious. So I don't know. It, but again, I do like the guy, and I'd like to see him come back. Yeah, I do yeah. feel like he'll be I, a fresh face when he comes back. Yeah, I, I've missed him. Uh, other things on the card will just blow over Bobby Roode defeating Kurt Hawkins. Nobody cares. Uh, uh, tag team champions defeating uh, Slater and Rhino. Uh, Bailey and Sasha are still doing yeah. their breakup angle. Well, they, they finally had a fight backstage. Oh, my God. Who cares? We've seen them yeah. fight before. This, this should have happened still going two months over, ago. They're still going More than that. They're still going over the, oh, we're not best friends anymore. Like, I don't care. At this point, pretend like you don't know each other. Yeah. I don't even want you to pretend you've met before now. Well, you know what's weird with that is because, like, like Bailey kind of hit her first. You know, Not like, you know, like who yeah. shot, like, you know, like Han, who's the dude in Star Wars that shot first? Han Solo yeah. and Greedo? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's almost oh, like, Greedo shot uh, first. like, um, like, like who is the, like, you know, who's going to, who's going to be the heel in this? You know, because Sasha's a natural heel, but are they, you know, trying to give Bailey some personality in this? Right. I, maybe. I don't know. Because they screwed this up. Uh, Jinder defeated Chad Gable. Uh, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, kind of, you know, they're in the same match. The, and the they're tagging roles. and making the revival look like chumps. So yeah. great. Wonderful. Uh, so Raleigh, happy about that. Beat, no way, Jose. Who cares? Uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt randomly showed up again. And they, they beat Rhino and Heath Slater in yeah. a non-title match. Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah. God, talk about how long they've had <laughs> those titles and done nothing with them. You know, I I, I think it's Why just, do they have the titles? It matter of Vince probably not caring about tag titles on Raw. So. Uh, yes, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're turning. And, and then Owens and Bear and the Constable defeating Strowman. And, I, it wasn't a bad match. No, I didn't hate it. Uh, but Braun didn't look. They didn't make him look great because he took himself out. Yeah, that wasn't awesome. That wasn't awesome. This really kind of seemed oddly enough. It almost seemed like a um, uh, a way to like showcase Corbin. Yeah, and it was odd because 
Corbin finally got the new haircut and everything that we've been begging him to get for a long time yeah. now. And he finally got the haircut and everything, but then he wrestled in clothes. He looked like he I, looked like corporate Kane. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, and I, I hated that. I was like, it's like, what's he doing? It's just like, no. Well, like, be, he, be, if he knew he was going to wrestle, he couldn't have his ring gear. Like, any guy who's wrestled, and I've, I've never wrestled, but I've worked in wrestling companies before. Any guy who, who has ever wrestled will tell you that the number one rule is you always have your gear. So... There's no excuse for Corbin only uh, after I, 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 I th- But I think it's something that they're presenting with the constable, and I think they're trying I mean, to pr- get pr- protect that, his, um, his, not his body type or whatever, but, you know, I think they're trying to change him up a little bit. I mean, so change his, change his clothes. Yeah. Don't don't give up on, don't just put him in dress clothes. I hate that crap. I didn't even like it when The Rock did it. Yeah. And The Rock is The Rock. So, you know, Corbin, you stand no chance in that outfit. Um, so moving on from Raw, we'll move on over to SmackDown. Good SmackDown. SmackDown was really good. And actually, I'd like to point this out. Raw and SmackDown's ratings both went up this week. Yeah. So good for them. Good for them. Um, yeah, SmackDown was really good this week. We had uh, a weird, start, weird way to start the show, though, with the Carmella. The gauntlet match? No, no. The, no oh, the, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. The gauntlet match was later. Yeah. No, with the Carmella thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. We're going to. No. No, Dave, that didn't happen. I'm pretending it didn't happen. Uh, um, but because I don't least, give a crap about James Ellsworth, and no, I don't give a crap about Carmella. But at, at least Asuka is still in the mix. Um, no. See, I don't even feel like at least, because un- un- unless, un-freaking-less, the plan is for Asuka to rip both of their heads off at the next pay-per-view. She needs to. This does nothing for Asuka. So I'm not happy that she's still involved in this. She needs to get the title at this point, or I don't know, are they completely wasted her? They've absolutely, at this point, will have completely wasted her if she doesn't get the title at this point. Yeah. Because, And I'm not saying that because everybody needs a title. But Asuka needs, needs title. the title yeah. right now. She needs a big win to to kind of re-solidify herself. Yeah, yeah, because there's always certain people that, you know, that don't need a title. Same as Ian. But, but but there's but there's people who need – Carmella's like the female hockey talk man – where she's not a great wrestler, can can kind of talk, uh, and you want to kind of see her lose, but I she but she still escapes with the belt because hockey talk. I man, get you that, did that, but I feel like time. there's other people that could do that, and they could wrestle. So I mean, I feel like it's like Miz. Miz is that guy. Miz is the guy who sneaks his way into situations and really should lose his whatever he has on a regular yeah. basis and doesn't um, because he sneaks out of there. But he could also wrestle. Yeah, Hunky so, couldn't really wrestle. There's a lot of matches that... I think everybody's better than Carmella. <laughs> um, even Big Cass proved he was better than Carmella <laughs> right before he got fired. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Billy Kay, but they're pla- aren't they planting the seeds for a heel turn? Or because, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're Becky Lynch. Charlotte's uh, Maybe. You know, troll or whatever. Maybe. You can't win the big one. and It's possible. It's possible. Um, you had uh, Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke doing some promos. Yeah. Looking like we're going to get a match between the two of them over the uh, U.S. Championship. Uh, I like uh, that we're getting the Dark Hardy. Yeah. Kind of his broken character a little bit almost. It seems like he's going that route. Just a touch. Not overboard. But yeah. Just a touch. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, yeah, with the weird stuff on the, the face and everything yeah. else going on. Was... Kind of reminds me of a character. Not the same. And I know people, he's not the same character because he's not wearing a mask. I know. But it reminds me of the Willow character he did in TNA. Um. But again, I'm I'm cool with this because Shinsuke needs to move on from the world title feud, yep, and I think he and, and Jeff Hardy could be a, a good mix. Um, and I feel like that's a good title belt for him to have. So I, I'd be cool with that. Uh, we had Sanity finally debuting. Yeah, how about that against the Usos? I'm gonna be honest, it was a miss for me. I I, I do not like the introduction. It, I don't either. It's it's too much. Uh, the camera angles. You lose the size of these guys, and I think their intimidation factor kind of gets lost on me. Here. Well, but see, for me, the entrance is fine. I love the entrance and everything. 
I don't like what they did. They came out and for a guy that they're putting for a group that the, the commentators put over re- repeatedly as how insane they are and everything. Man, that was a boring beatdown. Yeah, that was, was a really paint by no, the numbers beatdown. Nothing insane. I mean, other than uh, one of the guys climbing the rope and then dropping like an elbow or whatever. It's like, but that's not that, crazy. That was not. That was that's not the Usos when they debuted way back in time with Tamina. Yep. Right, did a more vicious beat. Down. Yeah, it was the the, the, heart, the the new heart foundation. Yeah, and uh, I just remember because they did the splashes off the top rope. They're like, "Who are these guys?" Yeah, and you know, we knew Sanity was, and they've been teased, but but they 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 dropped the ball on the debut for me. I hope the follow up's a little better. Um, if they, well, well, if they're, if they're wrestling the Usos, uh, it should be good quality wrestling. Let's hope. We hope because we thought that they're with the Bludgeon Brothers too, and we didn't yeah, that either. Yeah, speaking of Bludgeon Brothers, uh, speaking of Bludgeon Brothers, they took on uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in a rematch for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. I, Again, good match. I liked it. Competitive match. Uh, went the way you expected it to go. Yeah, you yeah. know. But again, it was competitive, and I liked that. Yeah, and I and obviously the Bludgeon Brothers are moving on to somebody else right now. But but I I do like the fact that they we finally found opponents for them that work. Yeah, and it's a shame that this is over because now they're moving on to Daniel Bryan, which will which we'll get into in a second. Yeah, yeah. it is a shame though because I agree with you. I think they were a good team to go up against yeah. them. You know, um, maybe somehow they tie back in with Daniel Bryan against them. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I have no idea. So. Yeah, maybe some six mans or something. Something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that leads us to the gauntlet match to determine the number one contender. For the WWE Championship at Extreme Rules, it was Daniel Bryan starting things out uh, with Big E, and wow, yeah, wow, they, what a match! They, they tore the place down. What a match! <laughs> it was so good. Um, uh, and heads off to Big E. I mean, because you know this was in him. Because even before when he was Intercontinental Champion, he just didn't have that persona come out. Right, right, right. And, right. and then obviously the New Day has been killing it for the last year and a half with mm-hmm. the spectacular matches and everybody stepping up. But holy cow! Yeah, Big E did great. Um, Man. He he ends up getting beat by Daniel yeah, Bryan, though, yeah. which is, you know, hey, Daniel Bryan looked great. Yeah. And this is finally, Daniel Bryan got to shine for a night. Yeah, I'm You know, like, too. fantastic, because he's kind of been in a meh place for the last couple of months. Yeah. So it was awesome to see him actually get to shine, and he really kind of looked like the Daniel Bryan we remember. Yeah. He's the marathon man. He's out there wrestling, you know, everybody, and just looking amazing, and he's just, oh, just so good. Um, He beats him. Then uh, Samoa Joe comes out. They have an entertaining feud, but yeah. now, it doesn't go forever, right? It doesn't go forever, and you end up getting a countout victory for Daniel Bryan, which is good. This is because smart. They didn't give away Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe. Uh, it was smart, brilliant, and, and I love the fact that like like because Samoa Joe had like oh like oh I even thought like oh he's gonna win by countout. He's smart. He's gonna drop the hold at nine. He's gonna run in a ring, mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden, Danny reverses it on the ape or the, yeah. uh, on the, the security wall. You know, drops Samoa Joe, gets in the he ring, gets in the ring, and, Dan, and Joe, yeah. Joe gets the one, ends up being the one counted out. And it was good. Yeah, it was it, like I'm gonna say this: this whole thing was booked so well. It's almost like NXT took over for a night <laughs> because literally, because Daniel Bryan got to shine. Yep, and he got a lot out of this. Didn't hurt Samoa Big Joe. Big E got to shine, and he yeah. gained a lot out of this. He like he gained a lot of credibility. Didn't hurt Samoa Joe in the least, and you didn't give away that match. No, nope. right. Then you had the Bludgeon Brothers attack Daniel Bryan. And I mean, lay him out. Yeah. The Miz sneaks out, being the freaking Miz. Yeah. Right. Lands Daniel Bryan with a skull crushing finale. So you get a taste of that feud that we've all been wanting for like three years. Yeah. yeah and you're not giving away the match. Right. And it's another reason for you to hate the Miz because yeah. he finally got physical with Daniel Bryan after all this time. 
and it was like that. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, but, and yeah. it makes you want to see Daniel Bryan get his hands on him even more. Because the way he was running down to the ring, like yeah. he knew. He's like, oh, I got this. I got this. He let's, let's go, knew go. he had yeah. to do that yeah. right then. Yeah. And it was just, it was so slimy <laughs> and it was so sneaky. And it was perfect. And then uh, uh, after that, Rusev came out, right? Yep. And it was Miz versus Rusev. Rusev looked good. Uh, Miz looked good. Rusev picks up the win, baby. Rusev yeah. day at Extreme Rules. I'm excited about this. Yeah, and I love AJ coming out and like respecting Rusev. Yeah, he shook his hand. And yeah. I like that Rusev accepted it. A little weird that Aiden didn't. Like yeah, Aiden was yeah. being weird about it. But you know, whatever. What well, they had a promo afterwards where Aiden's like, hey, AJ, you coming out like during like you know Rusev's moment. Like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. stealing the thunder a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but that, Rusev that's why was cool with it. it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> shut up, Aiden. Get, take seat in the back, B squad. Um it was it was I'm so thrilled about this. Rusev ends up winning. So cool. This is his first like t- it's his like, first title. Singles title, match. Singles title yeah. match, yep. Which is hard to believe. Like I was World time. title match, yeah. excuse us. Yeah. But he, you know, all these other times he didn't have it, or when Cena was champion, you know, but that was like US title stuff mm-hmm. or yep. it's crazy, know. but that's the way it is. But hey, you know what? We're gonna get AJ Styles versus Rusev. At the next pay per view, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I got it, it's it's weird because you know people complain it's like th- there have been long reigns between the world title and the Raw and SmackDown titles have been yeah. have both been long reigns. I mean AJ Styles has been you know champion for a long time because right. it was uh, and I get it, I get it. Some people are going to be like, oh, Brock Lesnar's never there. Okay, I understand. Just shut up about it. He's a fe- he's a big feature act. He's not yeah. always going to be there. I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah, I was back in November. I mean, so he's been champion. And he had a long reign before, too. So he's had for seven months now. Yeah. He's going on seven months. And, I mean, Brock Lesnar's had it since WrestleMania. Yeah. Or, wait, no, he kept it at WrestleMania. Yeah, but he had the previous WrestleMania. So he's had it from, over went, a year. Yeah, yeah when he won it from so Goldberg. I mean, he has passed yeah. CM Punk's uh, days. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> so And then people are like, let's see a Punk defend it 120 times. Well, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Work smarter, not harder, kids. That's the moral of life. Uh, 205 Live was actually some good stuff on there. Uh, you had a uh, good match between um, Drew Gulak and Lindsay Dorado. I mean, it was fine. You know, it wasn't amazing or anything like that, but it was good. And then uh, TJP and uh, Drake Maverick seemed to be on a collision course, the GM, which would be cool. I'd like to see, a.k.a. Rockstar Spud, get in the ring and actually get all action because the dude's good. Well, the good's fun. TJ kind of needs uh, just something. He's just kind of he's, – he's always been flat to me. Leo Rush is debuting, so we know about that. That's a big deal. And then we had a three-way between Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, and uh, Hideo Itami, which, guys, come should, on. Should I go watch this? Because I didn't see any 205 Live. So when I go, so I go home tonight, I should put, put that match on. It, it starts out a little slow. I won't lie to you. It starts a little slow. But it's about a 15, 16-minute match. And by the end of it, they got you back in. I mean, Buddy Murphy had, has never failed to do that. And I'm, yeah. it, I like the Hideo character now. He's moving in a better direction. Much better. And Mustafa Much Ali, better. that dude's impressive as hell. Well, because he, um, yeah, these guys had the triple art of the match, and then Dale Tommy interfered in it, right? That was the one that caused correct. no previously, contest. Yeah, 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 previously. Which was a good match, by the way. It was a very good match. So, I mean, that was it was really good. Um, it, it, don't get me wrong, 205 Live recently hasn't been amazing, but... Uh, I feel like, again, 205 Live's in a weird place because they're not quite NXT because they don't get their own shows, nope. their own Paper big shows, yeah. yeah. And they really don't get featured on anything else. No, I mean, they'll have a, probably a SummerSlam match or two. But maybe. Like pre, on the pre-show. I mean, will? Yeah, see, maybe they'll For, get one they're, of the pre-show. They're, they're but like 12-hour SummerSlam. How do you take them seriously at this point? Like, I mean, they really do feel like, like – and they're trying with the booking yeah. and stuff. But how do you make them feel more important at this point? Because they're not getting a space to really – Exercise, yeah. That. 
Uh, it's uh, like you get this one hour show a week and have fun. That's all we're giving you. So you get maybe two matches a week, three. Yeah, if you're lucky. How NXT benefits is the fact that because they can tape this all you know a month out, and then right. they got the you know the po- like I said, I always thought the post production because like when, right. they, when they had the one guy like training last week, you mm-hmm. know, like is it is it um, the guy found Alistair Black. And then the other, you see the Lars guy, Sullivan. yeah, yeah. And you see you see him in the ring, and then you see the guys enter the gym, mm-hmm. and then you see him leaving the gym mm-hmm. because they say, "Oh, this is Lars Sullivan, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kicking butt in the ring." You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, this the subtle stuff like that, and yeah, you know, they I think being a live show, they don't have that ability to not like, as much. I mean, they can they can down. absolutely do stuff like that. You just got to do it ahead of time and know where yeah. you're going. Um, but it's like down on the list for them. In regards, it's, to it's just not. It's not. They just don't have the room to breathe. And, and spread their wings as much as every other brand, unfortunately. And it's a bummer. I'd like to see them, if they're not going to be featured on the main roster stuff, why not give them matches on the takeovers? Yeah. Why not give them at least the title matches? Well, put yeah, on takeover? yeah that, that, I mentioned that before. Like, why not make it a 205 live slash NXT thing without you hurting mean, NXT? You don't even have to. But, but just call it takeover, blah, 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 yeah. blah, and just put a, the title match on there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't see why that's a problem. Have the 205. I mean, sometimes we see guys who are on 205 live in NXT every once in a while. Yeah. Why not just make it across thing with I don't, I don't get why you can't just do that i mean because there's some guys on the 205 live roster who'd be just fine in nxt i mean it, i understand it kind of seems like it seems weird that wwe seems to think that like nxt is a demotion of some sort because like hideo itami graduated from nxt yeah. to 205 live mm, i see 205 live as the demotion and I'm not saying that to knock them. They've been good the last several months. Well, but it, just, the wrestling has improved. But they're in the rut right now. But they're, yeah, they're just there's nothing for them to do. There's no. It's like they can do really well, but they're at a ceiling because there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, you know they they can't break through that ceiling because there's nowhere above the ceiling. So it's it's a little rough for them, like you said. Okay, so let's just go to the mail because uh, we already <laughs> took our break for today. So let's get right into the mail, Dave. All right, let's do it. Get right into the mail. Do you have the mail over there? Yeah, I do. I got uh, okay. Josh uh, McGinnis writes in. He says, I'm not sure how I feel about the Ronda suspension. Uh, I'll try this again. I'm not sure how I feel about the Rousey suspension because 30 days put your past extreme rules. I sort of like the idea of using her as a, uh, as a forest keeper off TV, but I like the senior fight either Naya or Alexa. Yeah, it's funny how we've gotten to the point where now people are like, oh, no, I want to see Ronda in a match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they, 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 no, you can save her. Less is more. Yeah. No, I agree. Less is more, dude. Like, it's, it, it, I mean, Hey man, bitten suspended for beating up the boss is a, is a rite of passage in this company. I mean, Stone Cold got that how many times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns was suspended for WrestleMania. He was still yeah, on TV every week. Yeah. Um, uh, he also added, uh, "Oh my God, OMG, Sanity arrives," and we we gave you our input on the debut. And let's yeah. hope for more next week. Yeah, let's hope for more because I didn't love it. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, Corey, though, uh, right, says, Hold on a second. He says, Sanity has a strong debut. WWE rekindles mm-hmm. an old feud with uh, Harper Rowan and Daniel Bryan, in turn, not treating fans like they have no memories. And Rusev is the number one contender. I had to go outside to make sure no pigs were flying. Let me go look just to make sure it's the same. Are we good? Yeah, no pigs. Okay, cool. No, Pink Flight's not in town. So. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Noisy and smelly. Um, I, I'm going to take issue with a couple of things you said. Sanity did not have a very strong debut. Um, it was okay at best. Um, and then uh, the Daniel Bryan Bludgeon Brothers thing, treating fans like not treating fans like they don't have a memory. I'm going to disagree with you just for a second because I'm not so sure that's what this is. I'm not so sure they're attacking him because it has anything to do with the Wyatt family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it has. I think it has something way like it's com- it's going to be a completely different feud. Yeah, yeah. They they set this up. They were leaving their match, and then you know, and then and then they set it up. Daniel's coming down early for whatever reason, and then they have a stare off, and then 
They're the Ledger Brothers. I, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the revelation is. Maybe it will be the Wyatt thing. I just highly doubt it because, I mean, nobody else has addressed it like, they fa- like they're facing the Wyatts. No, and, and they haven't even really mentioned I mean, the Wyatt family know. as the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not so sold on that. Ru- but know. I agree. It was a good SmackDown. Lots of yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, and Rusev, we're happy for that. Uh, Rusev Day. Hey, what, what day are they having in Extreme Rules? Is on Rusev Day. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's on <laughs> Rusev Day, if I'm not mistaken. So we got that. And who would have thought he, we thought he's going to be released a couple months ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was on the verge. It, was on the, it seemed like he might be going. Yeah. So the, uh, I will say this. I'm, I'm not going to mention names because we're not here to advertise anybody without, any kind, without nothing in it for us. Um, hey, hey, we got to make ours too, folks. Um, we did get an email about a guy who does a rap album about wrestling <laughs> that, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was a little amused reading it just because I was trying to figure out what the hell it was. Cause it's a rap album about wrestling, but it's Christian themed. And I was like, huh? A Christian hip hop album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh, but he does have some good names on the project though. But I, uh, well, I should say project, names in the business. Or, yeah, or I don't know if they're on the project. They're just people that he's spoken to, I feel like, about the thing. I said featured on the project is Teddy Long, Justin Roberts. And, yeah, okay, uh, hold on. Justin Roberts, get out of here. <laughs> and, Teddy and Long, I, the only <laughs> thing you can have him do is say, holla, holla, holla. If he says anything but that, you're wasting Teddy yeah. Long. And I mean, like I saw the email. I was just like, what? Like, I don't get it at this point why what's the huh i don't know sean michaels would love this i bet he's a big fan of this sort of stuff i hear possibly i'm, I'm gonna go click the stream in here if i can oh my god are you really guys <laughs> well, not, not, dave's not, doing not, something i was never gonna do well yeah so let me make sure these are valid links for like, yeah. okay good call also, make sure if you're going to click them, oh. make sure it'll do something. Yeah, it goes to Spotify. No, we don't Spotify at work here. Sorry. We don't? Oh. No. Oh, Dave, you ruined it. Yep. Oh, Dave, what was the guy's name? His, did he uh, have Josiah a, Williams. Is that the name he raps under? Yeah, that's the name of the thing. Josiah Why, Williams. So, we, so we, we just gave him a... Yeah, we gave him a shout out. We didn't mean to. <laughs> that, that's on you. Yeah. I mean, I did say what was his name. You could have said no. Vicky Guerrero, uh, as I mentioned, there's a devotion. Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, sure that I think Christian like hip hop when I think of any of these names. Ooh, that's a good picture, Vicky Guerrero, though. Just Josiah Williams. All right, hold on. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm looking at it now. All right. He's got one, and I'm not knocking the dude at all. I just don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm kind of confused. Um, hey, one of his songs has like 200,000 listens. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, you got Spotify on your phone? Yeah, I do. I'm so finally, your phone coming in handy for one of these shows. Hold on, we're going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to play it right here. This is good quality audio, ladies and gentlemen. This says AJ Styles Sam Lightning Remix. I don't know what that means. I don't know. We're going to try it. Okay. Yo, hip hop taught me how to be arrogant. I decided to save myself the embarrassment. I don't need it, or maybe I can't afford it. God-given persona, yeah, I'm heavily supported. Blessed by the homie who created me. Surrounded by homies who look out for me and straight at me. You know that I got him on my side. If I'm the one guard, then it's four for the five. If it's all about you, then it really ain't. We know how you roll, but that really ain't. What are you thinking, Dave? I'm thinking you... Well, it's just not my kind of music. Right. All right. Yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to hear more to really yeah. get a vibe for it. But he sounds kind of like, oh God, somebody help me. Um, there was a guy in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He rapped a song. Was like, I want candy, bubblegum and taffy. <laughs> it was. I can't remember the name now. It's gonna drive me nuts. But you, you know, AJ Styles' music, by the way, mm-hmm. was um, another character had it briefly in the WWE. That happens a lot. 
And then, then it, um, and, and then it was, um, you know, who had it briefly? I got, it was like one of those like crazy characters they made, like 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 in a special thing, and it was AJ Styles like music. God, it, it was like it wasn't I'm gonna like, need you to give me more than that, Dave. Yeah. Um. God. Because now you've got everybody waiting for the answer. I, I know. I know. And I can't believe you didn't have it ready for us. Initially, it was going to be used for James Storm, but it, but somebody really? else. Yeah, cor- that's a horrible idea. Yeah, but it, but but somebody else had it before. The that. music they ended up giving Storm was great. Yeah. By the way, don't be surprised if he shows up at some point because he's done with TNA. Apparently, is he done with TNA? Yeah. So don't be surprised if he but, shows but up. At why NXT. did he? Because he came. Was it, he was here for like what? A cup of coffee, right? Like an NXT. NXT. And then he left. Yeah, when they were long. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there, but I guess TNA offered him a lot of money to come back, and yeah. he couldn't pass it up. It was just. You know, too much money, but uh, he went there. He wrote out his contract, and he was done with them. And Triple H told him when he left that the door was open. Like they didn't. There was no bad feelings. You know, he he told him the door was open for him to come back. So I would not be surprised at all if we see James Storm pop back up in uh, NXT. And I'd be pretty pumped about that. I'd be I'd be pretty pumped about seeing James Storm against some of the guys on the roster now: Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, uh, Alistair Black. Uh, you know, even Lars Sullivan. You know, just guys like that. Cassius Ono. Yeah. There'd be lots of dudes I wouldn't mind seeing him get in the ring with. So, are you still looking up who had this music, Dave? Yeah, but there was somebody, and, and I, it's, oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Oh, hey, somebody texted me. Um. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did not watch it, but uh, but maybe some of the listeners did the Hardy special. I haven't watched either. I heard good things. Um, but the fact things. that you know that that there's mentions of TNA or indirectly directly or Impact Wrestling. You think that's bad? You should or not bad, but <laughs> you should watch the newest hey. something else to wrestle with, yeah. or not newest, the one before it. Um, the new the the one from last week had was them talking. It was literally the the title was AJ Styles in TNA. Wow, that's on the WWE Network right now, and it can't it doesn't feature videos from TNA, but it features photos from TNA. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, go check that out if you're at all interested because it's about his time in in TNA. So at least when Bruce Pritchard was there. Yeah. So uh, it's it's it was not a bad episode. I will say this. I listened to that one that got pushed back, the ECW one, the yeah. WWE ECW one. I think whatever WWE cut stayed cut. Okay. Because I, I didn't hear anything in there that made me think, oh, okay, well, that's what they wanted to keep out right there. So I'm, I'm unless somebody else caught it, I didn't catch it. So, um, but apparently Paul Heyman loved it. So <laughs> there was that. That's what I heard. Good. So, but I do want to watch that WWE uh, 24 on the Hardys. Yeah, because yeah, they did a lot of TNA talking. Talk. And apparently, the they were stuff. really open about their their drug problems and everything, which was a little shocking. Yeah, it's you know when they when they when they make you know they kind of make the reality a part of it. It's yeah, you, you know, it's always a lot different. It's just shocking because I didn't you know you wouldn't think that WWE would want to really bring any light to that, considering they brought them back. Yeah, and especially what those guys have been through. You know, when, yeah, when, especially when, since, oh, and Jeff even apparently references his most recent, the DWI or whatever. Wow. And I'm like, wow, that's, wow. Like, I just didn't see that. So, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah um, but they, I didn't watch the video, but they had a teaser about when they meet Vince McMahon again, and then when they come right. back, because they came back just at WrestleMania, because they, they were wrestling somewhere else like the night before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, we got off I'm on a tangent here at the end. It. All right, we're not going to find it. No. If you know who it is, let us know. Um, if you think Dave's a big fat liar, no, also it, let it was, us know. It was like a one-bit character. ESPR at FM99.com. Let us know if you think Dave's a big fat liar. And uh, also, of course, we want to hear your thoughts and topics on everything. Did you watch NXT? What did you think of this week's wrestling? And that sort of stuff. And we are, we're going to talk about it a little bit and then come up with some ideas for next week um, to let you all know about for what we're going to do kind of a maybe a mid-year review type thing of wrestling. So uh, we'll get into some of that next week, and uh, we'll uh, 
talk about more wrestles because that's what we do here on Eat Sleep Podcast and repeat. And I'm going to find that guy.